0: Get in, loser!
1: We're going adventuring!
0: Hi! This is the other person who plays Daphne, your friendly audience surrogate. We've now met the three main characters for the stories Michael and Joe are going to tell. The Mechanical Turk... Man Spreader, and Pandora Spotify. But the guest spots continue. This is a second story with the Mechanical Turk, and it's a bit longer than the past few with a five-act structure. But first, some goofing off and vamping, so that hasn't changed. Enjoy!
2: Robin um yeah welcome to get in loser we're going adventuring Woo! <laughs> I'm Michael and I'm Joe there we go
1: what's your last name
2: I can't say my last <laughs> name anymore do we do those I'm not permitted I don't even know how that works <laughs> like how closely do we want to be aligned to our left leftist agit prop yeah
1: <laughs> I don't gonna, know your, your, you your know fan what? base your fan base in Bhutan probably wants to know
3: I'm going to own the libs and give you my last name.
1: Wait You're for so it, right All
3: right, so uh, what uh, what character sheet am I pulling up now?
2: Uh, we are pulling up the Mechanical Turk. Okay, Robin. What made you decide to join our Little Mary band?
1: Um, I have been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons with my kids lately. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining playing it with an eight year old. Um. Mm. And the the funnest part of it has been when one of the kids is trying to be Dungeon Master, which is intrinsically hilarious. Mm. And my husband and I just get to sit there in character and riff off each other. And this sounded like an opportunity to just do a whole bunch of that and plus, you know, smash the patriarchy. So. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> I hope the character creation process was not unduly arduous.
1: It was kind of fun learning a a, a new system and uh, coming up with a new concept. It occurred to me that i I've, I've probably been like you know laboriously and de novo reinventing you know plots that the x men came up with and exhausted twenty years ago in the process. but what That's, the heck this is this is what comic book illiteracy does for you No it's, uh, everything
3: everything right is wrong again, everything old is new again really the same i mean there's only what
2: seven six, seven plots in general, right yeah. <laughs> So whatever Plus, we're doing is
3: fine. Yeah, I mean all all the all the current Marvel movies are pretty much comics that were written ten to thirty years ago. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No, they're, they're all for people like me who never actually you know picked up the original comics. Nice. No, they're fine. Yeah.
2: Well, because what, what, if you're a fan, you're like, oh man, I, I hope they do one of those three plot lines that I thought was really good, and usually it is because that's the one they pick, right?
1: Because those are the good ones.
2: Right. So, so what did you think of the uh, extreme spreadsheet math of champions?
1: After I listened through the whole Mr. Meme arc a- mm-hmm. twice, <laughs> I'm afraid to say that I actually started understanding it.
2: <laughs> no, that means a lot to me, actually, because yeah. we, we tried to make it so that you could follow the system stuff if you wanted to. Yeah, Yeah. And if you well, didn't want to, you could kind of tune
3: it out for 30 seconds and it would move away.
1: Well, I did listen to it while I was looking at GI biopsies, so there was a certain amount of tuning out too.
3: Sure. Well, were you turning, tuning out the biopsies or were you tuning <laughs> out? the
1: <right>. <laughs> There's there's a balance to be struck there. I, I definitely had to have the little, little executive master switch going. You know, when 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 you get to something complicated enough that you need to turn off the podcast, actually turn off the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I, I think I think your biopsies are safe. Colons is colons, and yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> semicolons is semicolons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: never. So you said you have you have not read a lot of comic books.
1: I have not read a lot of comic books. This is this is all kind of a, this is sort of a new world for me.
2: Nice. Yeah. The big thing to remember is that they are all power fantasies. That is the one thing that sort of binds together this genre.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether they are adolescent power fantasies or like person whose old, who's old people power
1: fantasies. A...
2: Yeah, or whichever. But, like, the, the thing that binds them is because the the medium is so dynamic, which, of course, is why we're not use, including the visuals, um, because the medium is so dynamic, it makes
3: people want to express things that are larger than life. I like this. Yeah, in general, it's like, if you can imagine any time in which you or somebody else might have said, you know, if I was there, I would have done this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of start tacking ifs onto it. If I were there and I had a gun. or If I were there and I was taller. If I were there and I knew kung fu. You know, oh, yes.
2: if,
1: I, if I were there and I had a bag of hammers.
3: Exactly. Yes. If I were there and
2: now you're... I now hammer you're, in wait, the morning.
3: Right. Wait, you don't have a bag of hammers?
1: Well, usually but you know, it's in my you other know? pair of pants.
3: I would say does? it's Christmas time so I have a bag of glass and a bag of nails. Because <laughs> those are the <laughs> presents my kids are getting. <laughs> no, it's a Saturday Night Live throwback.
2: I have a uh, wicker basket full of naughty children, mostly Germans, though, and Austrians. That was a Krampus joke. I don't know why Krampus became a cultural moment, but I'm completely in favor of it.
1: It's one of those things that, like, vaulted, I think it's because everything about Christmas has been played out, so there's a, you know, ongoing search for the Christmas exotica.
2: So has everyone gotten their character sheets out, and they have some dice handy, and we're doing the things, and also the other things, you, got, you, you poured yourself an unhealthy soda, or whatever it is that you snack on?
1: I'm on I'm, call. I'm drinking water.
0: There
2: you go. I, I, I'm told you're allowed to drink diet coke on call, but I'm willing to work with you.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure me drinking diet coke on call would be bad for everybody, especially the diet coke.
2: <laughs> Legit.
1: It's unpleasantly like being drunk.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have Charles the Mechanical Turk, and we have our new character Robin. Can you give us a, a two sentence summary because we're 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 going to introduce her, but just like like what her like given name is and uh, what she looks like for starters
1: sure so this is rosalind franklin jones uh her (laughs) mother her mother was a fourth grade science teacher and first wave feminist nice i love it so much (laughs) she's in her late 20s she's uh above average height and when you look at her What you're struck by is that this might be the healthiest looking person you've ever laid eyes on, not in a sort of, you know, grotesque or bodybuilder sense. But she's she's just kind of constructed like an Olympic skier, Um, just glowing with health and vigor. Um, Most of the time it's summertime, right?
2: Uh, It is six months from now, which makes it summertime. Yes,
1: that would be summertime. Yeah. So she's. Probably wearing something like uh, some, you know, canvas Doc Martens and cargo pants with a lot of pockets and a black T-shirt with a logo on it that consists of an upraised fist holding a length of double helix DNA.
2: (laughs) So, first of all, that's awesome. Secondly, she's not only very healthy, but she's also from the 90s. I like that.
1: (laughs) Doc Martens are timeless. Hey, you said this was about fantasy fulfillment. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Touché. Well, if you're going to choose a decade to be stuck in for 20 years, you you could do worse. If you were stuck in the 2010s for 20 years, first of all, I have questions. Yeah. And second of all, the despair.
2: There's so much despair.
1: There's so much despair.
2: I remember feeling optimism. <laughs> that, was, that was nice. Optimism? You can can, hear Joe blowing the dust off of that word.
1: (laughs) I can can hear the rust flakes dripping.
0: It's
3: it's definitely outside of my cache.
2: (laughs) So we begin our story in media res. Ah, Yikes! As the Mechanical Turk wakes up on the ground next to Rosalind. What? Hey! In the dark. So I don't necessarily know I'm next to Rosalind
1: don't you have like well he's got dark vision, vision. or something oh I do yeah. okay. I, I, actually w-
2: I actually yeah. looked you up before I started this this discussion all right You're, that's preparation I, my bra bomb better work nerd layer <laughs> <laughs> so like you wake up and like you know that like like that, that high pitched whining noise they do for like when you've had a recent head injury in a movie yes
3: that, that's happening right now
2: it is dark you are underground you are on the ground and you are next to this extremely healthy-looking woman who is also feeling the exact same thing. Except for her, because she can't see, uh, she does know Charles is next to her for some reason, but she doesn't know anything else that's going on.
0: Hey, who are you?
2: What would you like to do first? <laughs> well, I'm going to sit up. Okay. What
3: kind of a room are we in?
2: Uh, you are in some kind of natural underground cavern. So, like, literally, like a like, rough
3: walls and... Caves. Yes. And, yeah, and, and, it, and, it, and it's like,
2: yeah, but it's, it, it's not even that clean. There's like water and sand and like the re- recent landslide down the side on one side. And it's like, it's. Have you ever been inside a cave? Like done the cave tour thing? I've, I've been in caves, yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, like the kind of aggressive dark that comes when they turn out the lights, because there's just yeah. nothing, right? right? So, that is what you are not seeing. Got it. Excellent.
1: How, how am I feeling?
2: Uh, like you were recently lived through an explosion, and as though your uh, unusual vitality has come into play recently.
0: Mm,
3: mm. So um, am I down stun or body or anything like that?
2: Uh, you are down stun, which is pretty much healed up.
3: Okay, but so I, I've definitely taken damage.
2: You've definitely taken damage of some sort, yes. Okay. And your, your, your body has pretty much healed It was apparently within your body's body tolerance, like it was regular damage, uh, so your your PD your PD handled it, but you you were st- stunned as heck. Okay. And then um, Rosalind uh, had gotten injured, and she's getting better, but she's definitely covered with cuts and scrapes, and uh, she has not to give away too much the memory of a broken bone healing up while she was unconscious, mm. because that is how she rolls.
3: Now I assume yes. the way infrared and night vision and all that stuff works is I, I can tell that it's dark, and I just like my it's it's not like. Ye oldie, like elven vision, where it, it's the same whether the lights are out or not.
2: Right, uh, and Charles has gotten really good at switching between them, like regularly, because right. infrared's nice to have. Right, so is, it was just automatic. Like it's dark, well, let's right, let on the chicken infrared. Okay, there's a person next to me, and I can like kind of vaguely see what's going on. You've
1: got right, that right, like fuzzy digital green glowing. Yeah. Kind of predator vision.
3: I'm going to stand up, and then the the person that's next to me, does she yes. appear like she can see in the dark?
2: No, she, she appears. She absolutely cannot see in the dark. Okay. Uh, however, I, I, I will remind you that you have a multi-tool. Yes. Um, one moment, please. So, the first thing you hear is actually a rather pleasant, very confident-sounding person say something really polite, Robin.
1: Excuse me, I don't think we've met.
2: So, I uh, You are starting to piece together that you you really don't remember what's been going on the past couple of days. Uh, The last thing each of you remembers is like like about two days ago. Charles, you had been sent to run down some kind of weird illness that was hitting uh, some of the fracking areas in Utah in the Northeast. Okay. And then Robin, you remember from a couple days ago again like, a completely ordinary day. Like, you don't even remember why you would have possibly been in a sinkhole, except that this is less surprising for you than it would be for many other people.
3: So, I'm going to look up. I mean, is, is can I see the ceiling? Like, there's no hole that we fell in through?
2: That is correct. Whatever it is has closed over. You, you, you're you in an air pocket underground.
3: Okay. But, but not like... You know, it's a smooth cavern ceiling. Uh,
2: you know? Well, it's a rough cavern sitting that was recently caught by like a slab coming down or something oh
3: so that's where i'm going with this is that we could have fallen through in other words the ceiling looks broken
2: yes okay there's definitely a story in which you fell into a already
3: extant do i have any recollection that this woman was kicking my ass
2: uh, absolutely not. In particular, you look at her and you're like, "No, that is not." A, I do not feel a sense of I had to have a combat with this person. Okay, fair enough. Because you you would have that left over, right? Even if you're if you had amnesia, you'd be like, "I feel fear I don't know. Person. Considering that this is com-
3: this this is comic book amnesia, which could <laughs> right. very well work differently. <laughs> well, it does, like it, but you definitely have like
2: this sort of like this is a, you you have a sense of recognition, but like I don't know why I know like, this person. I, I can well.
3: still do complex calculus, but I don't know what my name is.
2: No, it is not that. It, it okay. is like I've lost the last couple of days, and, but I, I have like tiny bits and pieces, and much more in the way of vague emotions. Oh, how's my,
3: how is my boron level? That will tell me exactly how many how much time has passed.
2: Uh, It's been a day and a half. Okay. So you are about due. All right. But we'll, we'll get back to that in a second.
3: That is a moment that we'll have to deal with.
2: Yes, absolutely. It'll be a big deal. But uh, Robin, so this... you know this person, because he is famous. She doesn't even...
3: So, we're going to assume...
1: Well, but No, wait, but how, how can I tell who... It's it's pitch, it's pitch dark. Am I, right, like, recognizing the, you know, faint mechanical orders as he's getting... Re- ah! Uh,
2: and he's okay. a famous person. Like, it, it is... He is a, a government agent known as the Mechanical Turk. Big uh, name, the Mechanical Turk. Right.
3: Got and it. And I will, I will actually... I am going to... Uh, yeah, I'll use my multi-tool. I'm going to basically uh, do, like, a flashlight yep. kind of thing. No, better, better than a flashlight. Um, we'll do, like, a lantern. Yeah, because obviously we need, we need more
1: right you don't need DNA just a beam that. you want yeah. yes. right totally and then again light. like
2: if you've been in a very dark place that suddenly lit up like there's this sudden just explosion where you get an entire extra sense mm-hmm. and, and your brain like has to shift gears to like incorporate that information so and then it becomes very clear that you are in what was an underground space or cabin or something that was not like explored or, or built out or anything that you fell into from above and then is now sealed over
1: in the dark, I've been feeling around on the ground. When the light comes up, I'm up on my feet.
2: Okay. Uh, you do not feel good, so I'm, I'm going to go tell you you currently have nine body of damage. Impressive. Now a chance. And it's been a couple of hours, so it had been worse.
1: Wow. That was quite a blast. How are you feeling? Um,
3: well, I'm pretty hard to hurt. Um, my name is Charles, by the Ros- way. I don't Rosalind. Rosalind. Rosalind, Rosalind with the D. Rosalind, okay. And he actually like excessively pronounced the D. He does a Rosalind, kind of
0: thing. I got
1: it. Okay. I offer a hand.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I help her up. Okay. So, um, his, the stories of this person being kind of artificial are in no way false. Like his hand yeah. feels like a strong. It, it, it's, a, it's a flexible polymer. It's clear that he's got control over it. But it's like a it's like a thin glove, like he totally has some kind of artificial skin.
1: He's he's trying to help me up and I'm I'm trying to turn it into a handshake and it's a little bit awkward.
3: And it's extremely awkward for him as well. He's he's clearly not the most socially adept person. So he kinda like looks down like, what are you doing? and oh, oh we're doing this, okay. And he, then he
1: We're doing this. He's he's
3: very he's very unsmooth. And he kind of he kind of brushes the sand off his uh, his legs, you know, because it's kind of stuck to this weird skin that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, his his head—I don't know if you've listened to—you've listened to all the episodes, so yeah. his, his basically his face is like almost like stretched over, mm-hmm. like a, a exoskeleton head, very much like a like mobile cop without the helmet.
1: Like it got kind of transplanted onto, a, yeah. yeah.
3: So, like, if, you, if you're if you looking directly eye-to-eye eye with him, he, his face looks normal, but then he just kind of, he moves his head just a little bit to the left or the right, it's just clearly not not right. And he is kind of looking around now, he's like, I, I have no idea where we are. Do, do you know where we are?
1: I don't recognize this. I've, I've been listening between, com- mm-hmm. is there anything to hear in the background?
2: Roll a perception check, please.
1: I have rolled a 10. My perception is a 13. No. Nope. Uh yes, a 13.
2: Okay. Um so looking around, you're pretty sure you're in Utah still. Uh just because you recognize this style of rock and you're the, the kind of person of the rock, do okay. that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then like there's something about the smell to the air and everything else that feels familiar. So you're definitely still in Utah. And your last memory from a few days ago is Utah. So that's all consistent. All right. Um, when we
1: when we're talking, is there an echo?
2: Yes, absolutely. You're you're not in a very big space. It's uh it, it's something like thirty feet by forty feet ish, but it's irregular and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm.
1: Enough head enough overhead headroom to stand up. Yeah, you were yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it was definitely a um. It's not the kind of place that could have been created quickly. It must have been an underground open space that you that again that you were you were thrown into and then was covered over.
1: And uh, any sounds of water or any sensation of moving air.
2: Uh, no moving air, but there are, there's the plinking sound of water off to one side.
1: Hi, Joe.
3: So are these uh, are they like limestone caves? So they're water, water dripping type of stuff?
2: It is not a limestone cave, but there's water dripping.
3: All right. So looking around a little bit, um, mm-hmm. are there any exits?
2: There are not. Uh, you can definitely climb up to and toward the ceiling if you wanted to.
3: Okay. Um, so it would appear that the only way out would be to dig through the rubble of the ceiling? Yeah, or
2: like sideways and up maybe, but look for something like that.
1: So the ceiling looks more rubbly, the walls look more solid as though they were they they aren't go, they haven't gone anywhere recently and won't in the near future?
2: They look like someone took a perfectly good wall and put rubble in front of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So he, Charles will actually say, I'm going to try to look for a way out of here. And yeah. uh, he's going to start kind of clambering up and around and just kind of be looking for something that looks like it could be a way out, even if it has to involve digging or moving giant quantities of stone.
2: Sounds good. Uh, Charles, you you start to get a memory back, or just a sense. Uh, You feel no threat from Rosalind, but you definitely were interested in her professionally, like she was a person of interest in something you were doing. So you feel a sense that you want to keep track of her.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to mention this out loud.
2: I would be astonished if you did. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and then Rosalind kind of the same well you have the same like intrinsic like happy wariness you would have toward any like competent decent human who is a government agent
1: right but also intense curiosity because this is somebody with unusual powers yes yeah yes
2: like and, and he he might be the first person you've like closely interacted with who matches you
1: yeah, and and I have curiosity, and I think some sort of an underlying natural affinity to find out more. So I am I am feeling more well disposed toward him than I might be to your average random government agent. But still,
2: right. Um, well, and also, like he's acting like some poor guy who wants to help you out of a pit, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. And frankly, I I might need <laughs> his help, which brings me to my important next question: Where is Ramirez?
2: Yes. You do some padding around. And you cannot spot him immediately.
1: I uh, use my psychic bond to see if he's uh, conscious and answering.
2: He is uh, unconscious and not in the cave. But near enough, hmm. near enough that you can kind of feel his presence. Hmm. Uh, in an upward fashion.
1: And is there a way to tell whether he has also been injured?
2: Uh, he's probably not well. Okay. He's definitely the sleep of a, a creature that's not in a good place.
1: Yeah. Um, well, Charles is... Clambering around looking at rock fall. I'm going to go over to where I hear the water.
2: Yes. It, it is trickling down from one of the cracks in the ceiling. And your, like, checking for Ramirez appears to have woken him up. And nice. you can communicate him, with him now, if you'd like.
1: Where are you, Ramirez?
2: Uh, I am in. He says, I am hiding underneath a Jeep.
1: Where am I? <laughs> is
0: it, is <laughs> not the question. He pauses all asking and he says, time.
2: Well,. Um not under this Jeep.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I
2: had to work on Ramirez's voice there. I think I want to make him sarcastic. I hope you're gonna I hope everybody's no, you, you, okay you, with that.
1: No, you're good. you've got him.
3: Is this, is this an animal intelligence familiar or <laughs> it could be.
1: <laughs> this is my emotional support animal.
2: Nice. It's your emotional support financial rat. <laughs>
1: He's my associate. Nice, Jones and Ramirez.
3: <laughs> nice. I thought maybe he was like a, a stress doll that you could squeeze. He <laughs> <Just eyes laughs> <bug would've>, out.
0: He <laughs> really got appreciate dark that. so fast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isn't that the whole point of this <laughs> world to get very dark, very fast?
1: Ramirez, what the hell happened? I'm underground and I don't know what happened.
2: Ramirez pauses and he says, "Uh, what what's the last thing you okay?" Okay, um... Thinking, um... Okay, what's the last thing you remember?
1: I remember... driving down the highway with you outside of Provo. The sun was shining. We'd just eaten
2: lunch. Okay, got it. So, uh, like, a day and a half, two days ago?
1: Crap, really?
2: Yeah. Uh, Hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. So, are you... Where, where are you, like, actually? Like, because I, I, I don't... I think you should see. Because... I'm underground.
1: I'm in a cave. There are no entrances or exits.
2: Like, you can hear Ramirez put his little tiny rat head into his little tiny rat hands.
3: <laughs> this is car 55. We're in a truck! <laughs> <laughs> He says,
2: "Well, okay. Um, can you get out?"
1: Working on it. I got someone down here with me who looks like he could lift heavy rocks.
2: It, and again, you you like like have the mental image of his eyes widening. And he says, "Oh God, it uh, the, the the Turk guy, him." Yeah. Uh, okay. Name, yeah. His just, name is Charles. Just uh, just act just act, na- <laughs> act natural. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Make it look like an accident. <laughs> so, just FYI, we're going to need to flee him, but not yet. <laughs> la, la la la, I'm going to pretend I didn't do that. La, 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 la. <laughs> well, I just told you the same thing I already told you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, there... Apparently a lot of things happened in the last day and a half.
2: Yeah, um, so, remember how, um, hmm, huh, I feel like you should see it first before I explain what happened.
1: <sighs> working on it, it, man, I'm working it, on it.
2: It's visual aids, the second worst kind of aids, but yes.
0: <laughs> Too soon!
1: Christ, it's like a locker room in here!
2: <laughs> oh man, I'd, I'd love if Ramirez hung around long enough for him to get himself woke. That would be perfect.
1: <laughs> what have I figured out about the water while I'm having this conversation in my brain?
2: It is seeping in from outside the the, uh, the space. Uh, definitely from above.
1: And uh, is there a crack, an entrance, a climbable chimney?
2: It's a it's very small crack that's seeping. It's not flowing. Mm-hmm. Do either oh. of you have uh, any um, either science skill or like relevant?
1: I got re- like natural... a relevant...
2: Yeah, to, to rocks, like, or or to whether or not like a, a space would be structurally sound or anything like that.
1: I've got bioscience.
3: I have mechanics.
1: I'll give yeah, you, you mechanics
2: win. if if you win by a lot. I'll I'll give you some more information.
3: Okay, so my my mechanics is fourteen. Okay. I got an eight. Okay. Um, you're pretty clear
2: that one of the big flagstone-ish rocks that's on the ceiling is like the rock that, that, that sealed the space in. Yeah. Or that resealed the space. So there, there was a big rock that fell in and sealed it. And the more you're looking at it, the more you feel like if you broke it up, maybe that would be a good idea and maybe, of course, it would be a terrible idea.
3: I uh, or, I'm or you going can try to... to dig
2: up and out, right?
3: Yeah. I am going to see if I've got any kind of a communication signal.
2: Okay. Um. Let me think about that.
3: How much rock? Yeah.
2: I. Yeah. Charles would. Okay. Uh. What. What. Is, what are his signals abilities?
3: Well, I mean, it'd be like my government-issue ultra-secure, you know, communication device. Oh, like that's
2: absolutely broken. It does not work. So you pull it out. That's a, okay. This is fun. So you, you pull out your your like your sat phone kind of thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and it just doesn't even boot. Like it, it is non-functional.
3: I have electronics I'm gonna try to fix
1: it I'm, I'm watching okay. Charles pull out his cell phone I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull out my cell phone see if it does yeah. anything doesn't seem very hopeful but
2: no it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do though yeah yeah Yeah, it's, it, it's down also your backup burner is also down
1: well that's kind of weird uh, mm-hmm. I check my wristwatch.
2: watch uh, yeah that's also not hmm. unless you're walking to a, a, a what it Patek Philippe or whatever that is
0: <laughs>
2: it,
1: it, no I, I don't really care about giving it to the next generation
2: that's,
1: it's a time. Really
2: a character. <laughs> nice. Um, so uh, you open the back; it, it is burnt out. And go ahead and roll. Um, what was it electronics? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me how much you beat it by. Uh,
3: I got a ten out of fourteen.
2: Okay. Uh, you know what an EMP result looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's no good. Well, let's how a, how am play. I doing if there's an EMP blast?
2: That's now you understand why you were taking a nap because normally it's hard to knock you out. Fair enough. It was a apparently it was a lot of stun.
0: Hmm.
3: All right, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, uh, Charles is going to say, Hey, uh, Rosalind, um, I'm gonna go up to the ceiling now and I'm <laughs> gonna see if I can loosen some rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would recommend getting down and out of the way. That that's... sounds,
1: is there, is there something else I could do that, that would be helpful or staying um, out of your way about be- the best?
3: Um, well, I wouldn't say staying out of my way is the best. Certainly if there is anything you can do to help that I am, I am open ears and he kind of forces a smile. Like that was a joke, <laughs> but he's not very good at jokes anyway. I, so
1: I look at him, I look at the ceiling I think this over. I'm not coming up with much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I'm going to get out of your way and let you do your thing. You you look like you're harder to hurt than I am.
3: Uh, I've taken some punches. And so he's going to uh, try to clamber his way up to the ceiling to get a closer look at the the giant flagstone.
2: Yeah.
0: Type thing. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Um, why don't you give me an athletics check? or something, uh, Or just a dexterity check if that's not... Give me a de- straight dex check, like so nine plus dex divided by five. Yeah,
3: so that's also fourteen.
2: Oh, I got a seven out of fourteen. Outstanding. Yeah, you're you're able to make your way up, and you know, like something like slides underneath your hand, and you dig back in, and you know, all that all that good stuff. Plus, you know, Charles is actually a pretty good climber for all of his weight, right? Because he's mm. very strong.
3: Right, and he can, and he has the strength to actually like jam his foot into the stone wall. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> So if there's a piece of sandstone or something, is like, well, I, I got my own footholds. Thank you very much.
1: As long as it doesn't crumble under your weight, it could be an advantage, actually. Yeah.
2: So Charles works his way up. It's very clear that, like, the just from being a, an intelligent person and have seen, having seen explosions before, you can see that the, this was a relatively flat stone that kind of slid into place over you, and then like a bunch of fill came in on top of it that sort of filled in the gaps. Mm-hmm. But there's not, there's not a. Like, the story in your head, there wouldn't be a lot on top of this stuff.
3: So, my... I'm running this through in my head. Yes. Of in my in my in my meat brain. Um, if I were to, you know, kind of, I'm looking at this now. Got it. Got it up close in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking for for points at which I could blast when I get back down on the ground. Mm-hmm. To you know, precision blast to to make the stone kind of fall away in a direction where I would away from where I would be standing.
1: Not just bring the ceiling down on your head, yeah.
3: Correct. So the the trick you think is
2: um to stand on one side of the room where you have a clear shot and shoot the other side so that when when the friction gives out, it'll be right. on the other side of the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, so I have
3: this I have this plan in my head having yes. seen it up close. I'm yes. going to I'm going to kind of Charles is just going to jump down. Like he's probably okay. 20 what 20 25 feet up. Call it twenty-five, sure. Yeah. Makes a better. And comics. he just kind of casually jumps down, and, uh, does the Superman landing, the, right. the superhero landing. Yeah, <laughs> one knee. It's real bad on the knees. <laughs> and then he stands up and he walks over to Rosalind mm-hmm. and is like,
1: and, and does not does not sorry. notice that Rosalind's eyes have widened slightly watching this performance.
3: Probably not. Mm-hmm. He's he's not he's not the most observant uh, socially. Yeah, reason number seventy-five why he got a divorce.
0: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> poor Charles. <laughs>
3: poor Charles' wife. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm basically going to lay it out for Rosalind that you know my plan, and I'm and mm-hmm. I'm throwing. He, he's, his demeanor is such that he is presenting it as not what is going to happen, but what he is contemplating doing. In other words, if she has. Any qualms about this? Mm-hmm. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blast. I've got, you know, I've, I've got a weapon." And he just kind of says this real casually, like, "No big deal. Um, I'm gonna blast that rock right there." My thought is, based on the structure, it's gonna fall down and away from us. If you stand behind me, I will do my best to make sure nothing happens to you.
1: Is there enough loose rubble around that there's, like, rocks that we could hide behind while this is going on? Would that make us safer?
3: Uh, behind
2: exists, uh, but not away from
1: Not Not above. under. Yeah.
2: yeah. Under does not exist. But, uh, I'm going to rephrase that for radio. Behind exists, but under does not exist.
1: <laughs> That's good radio.
3: Thank you. Mike, Mike determined he could edit that out later. <laughs> <laughs> he did not edit that out later. <laughs> Narrator's voice. Yeah.
2: Let's we'll just let's we'll have Ron Howard make fun of my terrible editing <laughs> skills the entire time. I'm sure he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> we're kind we're,
1: we're, re, we're recasting the plot. This is no longer about superheroes solving problems. This is about the travails of one editor. <laughs>
3: it's all it's all a meta story. <laughs> oh man. Yes. So many layers.
1: Some crazy kids who decided to put on a podcast.
2: Well, we've got to save the community center
3: somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going darsh.
1: <laughs> if we can collect a nickel per download. <laughs>
3: you're going to need a montage. <laughs> <laughs> so a whole bunch of things happening at once. Yeah. <laughs> We can trail off slowly to
2: imply the montage Mm -hmm. took
0: a long time. (laughs) You
3: always fade out in a montage.
1: Cut to a scene of Charles punching a side of beef. (laughs) That's (laughs) right.
2: That poor cow. That poor, poor cow.
3: (laughs) You should see the other guy. All right. So this is what we're doing.
2: Let's, Let's do it. All right, so before we start this, uh, there's a relevant systems issue, which is that we should roll for your heroic action points for the adventure. Okay. Heroic action points are uh, points you can apply to subtract from any die roll or add to any other die roll, as necessary, uh, in order to make the plot continue. Yes.
1: And you can do it after the roll, right? You don't have to announce before...
2: Sweet. Yes. Yes. And you can use one or all, or, you know... Or any combination thereof. Absolutely. It's a a full number theory kind of thing.
1: and, And we get new heroic action points every... Campaign every day, every...
2: Every adventure. Okay. So you will have this, and this will last us for our adventure, however many sessions it takes us to fully have the adventure.
1: Excellent.
3: Which may or may not involve actual, like, game days.
1: Right. Correct. And it's 2d6, right?
3: That's correct. Roll them up. (laughs) Yes? I I got two. (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: snake eyes.
3: I got a (laughs) rock.
1: I got five.
2: Excellent. Okay. So yeah. just keep track of that. And sometime when something doesn't go your way, uh, you know, there we go.
1: Can I can I give heroic action points to Charles?
2: <laughs> you cannot.
1: Oh,
3: you might actually be better that with that some be. me.
2: than me. That's about to say you're gonna need him for later. You you, you wanna you want to use up exactly all of his heroic action points to help you with the running running away afterward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this would be
2: easier if I wasn't carrying a rat. <laughs>
3: My my big ass two action points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right oh hey, there. Ramirez! We're going to be trying to blast out from underground, so um, watch yourself.
2: I see absolutely nothing that could possibly go wrong with this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, your, your faith is touching. I
2: I am I am committed. <laughs> I am one hundred percent on board. You have my buy-in. <laughs>
1: You know that means a lot to me. (laughs) (laughs) Ramirez, man, if this doesn't work, I want you to know Mm -hmm. you can have the van.
2: I actually own the van. Interesting story.
1: (laughs) God damn it, Ramirez.
3: (laughs) Miss a little, miss a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. Uh, so uh,
3: Charles, having heard none of this, of course, right? Charles is actually limbering up. He's kind of doing, just kind of moving his arms around a little bit, like like <laughs> it's actually going to do something. All right. So
2: please describe
1: creaks and whirring noises. This is like, yeah. Tell, oh, tell us about this.
2: Oh, if you would describe what in particular Rosalind sees when Charles like actually like
3: chambers around. H- Hilariously enough. She sees nothing because he's going to turn his arm out of being a lantern and into a gun. <laughs> so, so, so the so light goes off. The light goes off, nice. and you know she she does hear like some some whirring and some clicks and some hums, and then there is a a pale white glow in, it, that that kind of opens up in 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 space in the darkness, mm-hmm. and it's it's clearly like some kind of conical depression. That is presumably his weapon, his energy gun, and it's because it's definitely getting getting aimed in the direction that Charles said he was going to be shooting. But it's not, you know, I'll, I'll you know, spoiler alert for for the player, it's it's his actual arm. He's not actually holding a gun or anything.
2: Cool. Oh.
0: Um,
3: well, then, Bones. So once again,
2: despite the EMP, like the arm is working. So apparently, yeah. your your body's natural recovery mechanisms have put it back yes. together.
3: Good because I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to repair it myself um, well so, also you know now you know yourself a little better if that makes that's sense true.
1: How, so much, how much time has passed since the beginning of this scenario at this point
2: since the two of you woke up yeah. yeah pretty much yeah we're we're pretty close to just actual times like half hour
0: okay
3: so my OCV is seven I get plus four with uh blasts-hmm. So it's have... a
2: cold shot. I'm going to call it a DCV of seven as well. So just see what you got. Okay. Well, I rolled a nine. That's a hit. You you, you hit the thing you were shooting at. And <laughs> a, a lot of things happen all at once. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that's what we wanted, right?
2: <laughs> so first of all, like, there's this this beam of light come shooting out of Charles's arm, and you can actually see what's going on, and you are fully silhouetted by this thing, right? It looks unbelievably badass. Like, it is really cool.
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: It hits the uh, it hits the rock where you plan to hit it, and it definitely, like, the rock moves, right? Because it's more of a bolt of force than anything else. And then, like, of course, a bunch of, like, different stones and sh- stuff break and shatter, and stuff starts raining down to that side, and then the that side of the rock starts moving down toward you. But then, of course, there's all this ancillary rocks and everything falling down. So...
1: I'm kind of imagining the air becomes obscured with rock dust at some point in this process. This too. is among
2: the many many terrible things that happen all all at the same time.
1: But it's pitch black, so actually I can't see any of this now.
2: You have the after image from the uh, the actual shot, yep. and after like a half second, there is definitely like actual regular light coming down, like daylight. Yes, that's good. I was worried nice. be likely to be eaten by a Gru. <laughs> it's always something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me. Should have
1: taken the lantern from the cabin.
2: <laughs> each of you takes um, a 6d6 hit from the air, basically an area effect attack. Okay, someone roll for each of you. Is uh, this Robin, just you... from
3: the rock, or did something else?
2: Uh, this is from all the, the the ancillary rocks and dust and now craziness. I am I am Blind trying three. my
3: best to shield her. Okay, then
2: I, I will let you take half of hers if you would like. Okay, so I'll roll. I'll, I'll take nine d six. Yeah, that because you're like kind of standing above, like yeah, that, that's totally reasonable. So I'm gonna nice. take nine. I'm gonna throw nine at Charles. What oh, is a mensh? Stand up guy. All right, uh, Charles takes thirty two stun,
1: ooh,
2: and ten body, and that should be well within his capacities.
3: Yeah, so the ten body goes away. <laughs> <laughs> I have t- I have twenty PD. Yes. Um, now I forget with the, the damage reduction that comes that after. After.
2: So, it's, so you get the, the twelve above the PD, and then you get then the damage reduction. I lose
3: a quarter of that, so I take nine stun. Yep. Okay. You can check that for me. I will.
2: And then uh, Rosalind takes uh, eight stun and two body.
1: All right. For... Now I've got. Um, I've got PD. Yes. So okay. So I'm sorry. You said eight stun and what?
2: Two body. And standard and for both.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
2: she's got PD, uh, to the point where like she's just basically good for this, right?
1: And what resists stun?
2: Um, PD that... as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're in pretty good shape, right? You're basically, so a, a, because Charles is kind of like deflecting a little bit, the rocks that land on you, like mo- for most people that would actually hurt. Like there there would be like some serious bruising and maybe a, a a small broken limb. Yeah. Uh, but like she's just like the way you're built is just a little better than everyone else. Once you cover your head, you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So you uh, a couple stuff things bounce off of you and it 's kind of crappy. Uh, it is now um very dusty Excuse and... me. <laughs> it's a little dusty <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there but there 's actually light filtering down through a hole in the ceiling now. Is that the situation
2: yes and and Ramirez says I heard that and i 'm heading your direction out from under um, what i 'm going to call my my jeep now and i 'm leaving my jeep and i 'm doing it because <laughs> I love you.
1: Do you own that too?
2: I do
3: now.
1: <laughs> would, I'm just going to assume that means that you like peed on
0: it. You? <laughs> saying,
3: better, better, not be my, better not be my G, but I don't hear any of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Been carving my initials in the tires.
2: Do you want me to quote you chapter and verse on salvage law? I can do that.
1: Didn't think it was adrift.
2: <laughs> uh, the, the desert is an interesting place. There's a couple cool court cases, especially out in this area of the world.
1: Boy, you did prepare this scenario.
2: <laughs> Let's not get excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: womp womp.
0: <laughs>
2: um. So you. Thus is clearing. This would be a time you would either stick close to Charles or create distance. Uh, how are getting, you choosing to approach this?
1: I'm. I'm heading out. I figure. Ramirez is on his way. I'm seeing daylight. I don't feel like I necessarily need to stick around for the denouement here, although, frankly, he can probably follow me at a speed comparable to my own, so.
2: Yeah, so she gets moving, uh, but, like, she just might be a really proactive person, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, she's moving upwards? Yeah, I'm scrambling up the rubble. You could climb out of here, so both of you, please give me a dex roll. We'll see how it goes.
1: It's a 3D6, correct? It is a
2: yeah. 3D6 versus uh, that little number next to your decks. I got a 10 out of 14. Okay, you're fine. You, you worked a, your way up.
1: I got a 13. I've got a decks rule 13 yep. and under. So okay. Yeah, it takes you it. a little
2: longer. So you are absolutely correct. Charles has no problem keeping up with you.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing I got an early start.
2: So, mm-hmm.
3: is it, is, so it's daytime?
2: Yes. And you uh, you work your way up and your eyes adjust, of course, as, as you work your way out of the pit. You were, uh, in addition to like the 20, 20, 25 feet you were up, you were another like 10, 15 feet under, right? Okay. And so you emerge and now, and now you're just kind of in a hole, right? So you're just working your way out of the hole.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you get out, it is horrible.
3: Okay. B- before you get too far, like, yes. so you're saying we, we were in you know we we kind of crawled up the rubble yes and then like at the top level of the rubble there was still yet more hole like a couple of feet like
2: uh okay. like the, it had it had like, sunk into a space as a sinkhole and then the rock had fallen on top of that
3: okay
1: like if you were looking like if you're looking at it from the outside you'd see a depression and then rock covering the bottom of the depression and that's what we're coming up through
0: exactly. i'm not
3: i'm not even going to climb up that i'm going to jump
2: Ha <laughs> Do it. So what, so get once to show you get, off. Once you get your feet planted, absolutely. No,
3: no, I got to get up there first, so I take any fire that happens to be out there. You, yeah. you,
1: you are one chivalrous dude.
3: So why do I? What do I need, I need to roll anything? I'm, I, got, no,
2: I you just 20, jump it, I suppose. Yeah, I have twenty leaping. Uh, then yes. So what, what? Once you're able to get like a straight shot with the leaping, yeah. um, give me a dex check to make sure you don't totally blow it. Like, don't roll an eighteen, right? Yeah, I did not roll an eighteen. Outstanding. Well done. <laughs> So uh, what, once you get like to where there's like a straight shot up, you, you plant your feet and it just. This is weird looking. I'll be honest. Right. Yeah, this
3: is his demeanor is like somebody who's you know taking steps two at a time, except it's like he's jumping like ten right. feet.
2: Right. And then and then landing and planting and jumping the next ten feet. It's ne- just effortless. Up the space. effortless. Right. And of course there's there's like rocks falling from the because as you as you dislodge stuff, but, but he's just he's kind of used to just just pushing his way up.
1: I, I'm it's, pausing it's in my climbing to watch this, because this is a hell of a show.
2: It is kind of a life experience. This is not a thing that exists else, elsewhere.
1: No, this is this is worth stopping and watching, as long as you don't get hit by a rock. Even then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of price to pay. <laughs> So
0: worth it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so Charles emerges first, okay? And what he sees is, is something that he is familiar with, which is he is seeing a battlefield.
3: Post or during? Post. Okay. Hmm.
2: Uh, there was definitely an epicenter reasonably nearby, okay. And there is no movement; like it, it is just empty. Bodies. Yes. Like who? Um, our guys. Uh, U- U.S. military. U.S.
3: U.S. military. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's what appears to be the primary primary cause of death?
2: Uh, like, a very what, large explosion, and oh. there's definitely an epicenter. Okay. Uh, so and this it, is, 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 and this is like the first half second, right? She's about five ten seconds behind you, so you get about one like half a combat round to do a couple of things if you want to like slow her down or just like do a
3: perception. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically gonna sure. be like, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't um, you you may not want to see this.
1: Oh, I'm definitely coming up if you're telling me that.
2: Do you say that or or how do you respond? Like how do you respond outwardly?
1: Um, I keep on climbing. I'm like, what is it?
2: it okay, and then
3: one or two more exchanges. I, I, it's. And he, he, I'm sure he would have a, a more glib way of saying this. There was a there was a fight. There's a lot of people dead. I, I don't know if you're ready to see something
1: like. He, that. He'd say something like, "There, there there's, there, there's been an incident.
3: Right. That, yeah. There's or, been a serious incident, in a lot of people. But
1: heard, yeah, right and, right. and he
3: said, he, he he says, I don't know if you're ready to see something like. That. In other so, words, I'm kind of giving her the option. Hey, look, character growth. Since Charles encountered poor Trip, getting his mind blown. Exactly. <laughs> Nicely done. So he's kind of like he's not saying you know hey hey pretty little things stay down there
1: no and at at this point charles has demonstrated in several very real ways that he is going to look out for rosalind's welfare at the expense of his own so that's enough to give me some pause what i'm going to do is stop i'm i don't know how close i am to the exit probably pretty close yes. um and i'm going to touch in i'm going to touch base with ramirez and see what he's seeing
2: um, remember, says, I need you to see it before I describe it.
1: That's what I need to see.
2: That's what you need to see.
1: What, what Charles is telling me I shouldn't be seeing.
2: Uh, who, the two, Charles, you're hanging out with a guy named Charles. That's great. I can't, do you transmit like sensory information or are you just kind of talking to each other?
1: It's not clear to me. Um, let's see it. I don't let's, let's think. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I, I think probably just conversation. I think probably yeah. not sensory
2: I'm going to go with conversation, and, like, if you want to send, like, a, a JPEG or something, you can pull it off sometimes. Yeah, okay. So, yes. Um, he said, yeah, yeah. Ramirez you... mostly
1: uses it for sarcastic GIFs. Yes.
2: <laughs> Seems That's legit.
3: That's Mr. Meme's
2: shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So Ramirez says, I, I, I hey, just didn't is, want to tell you.
1: This is 2018. We all communicate in gifts. It's not just <laughs> Mr. Meme.
2: True. That's right. G- GIFs and emoji, and emoji gifts.
1: He's, he's just taking it a little further. <laughs> all right. So, Ramirez says, I need to get up and look at this thing. Charles says, I don't need to look at this thing. I need to look at this thing.
3: Well, fair enough. So nope. you trust a rat.
1: Well, and... <laughs> 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 I'm
3: kidding. I,
0: over a robot. Basically. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I trust right. my own strong personal inner conviction that I need to get out there. That I need to get out into daylight, first of all. And second of all... Curiosity is a major drive here.
2: So you emerge as well. hmm And uh, it's super terrible.
1: Oh, that's bad. Like
2: You have seen some bad things in your life, even for Charles, right? And Charles has seen battlefields. like He has seen really bad things. But he knows that the worst place to see it from is from right there, right? As versus in the air or with, with like with your buddies around you preparing to solve a problem. What you are seeing is... And both of you go ahead and give me perception rolls, and I'll give you like the depth.
3: I got a nine out of something that's higher than nine, but I don't remember. what
2: sounds it was. good.:
1: I got 10 out of 13.:
2: Okay. Charles, you are seeing um, a battalion of some kind of reasonably uh, armored, at least armored mobile infantry. Mm-hmm. So about times about a thousand people total like in the field. Uh, and by mobile, I mean, like, the, there's definitely like a bunch of armored personnel carriers and there, there's, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the various Humvees and things like that. But there aren't a lot. There isn't really any, any main battle tanks currently or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely have a lot of really good stuff. There's nobody moving. Like, there were a thousand people and something hit and they're all, like, they're just gone. Yeah. And you're seeing this from about a hundred yards out. Like, you, apparently, like, you weren't in it whenever it happened but you were like a little ways away from it. And and the fact that you happened to be a little ways away from it and maybe like maybe happening to be standing in a space that had a little cover, right?
0: Yeah. Was yeah.
2: what kept you from like just getting absolutely destroyed. It was super bad.
3: Yeah. So the it's pretty obvious to tell where the, where the epicenter was. and
2: The epicenter is about a half a mile from you. Huh. Is this is this to be nuclear? You think so. You think someone dropped a TAC nuke on Utah.
3: Okay, wow. And I don't have any. Like, ooh, can my multi tool make a make, make a Geiger counter? I'm gonna go with it. Okay.
2: So and then I want to say to 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 Robin, like, yeah, you have an incredibly strong visceral reaction to this. Yeah. Because as, as you realize what you what probably just happened, you you are really not okay.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 sitting down, and uh, taking deep breaths and not really. Go focused. ahead and give
2: me your power skill, please. Roll your power skill.
1: Okay. okay, I think it's a thirteen. It is. I roll a twelve.
2: All right, you are definitely taking at least minor radiation damage as you as you hang out.
1: Hey, I'm picking up some radiation in this area, I think and that's we exactly
3: should... when Charles starts picking up the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like his hand kind of morphs into this little electronic little beeps and boops, looking like actually actually that's probably a looks like actually looks like like the Ghostbuster uh, ecto. <laughs> reader, and the little the thing, little like thing th- that spins around. Mm, nice. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, we gotta
1: get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then
3: Ramirez appears.
1: I was gonna say, Ramirez! So,
2: so a little rat shows up, like, crawling crawling over the uh, thing. Now, he isn't a bad, like, he's got a little school, couple of little scorch bits like, and everything. does it,
3: is it, is it indistinguishable from an
2: actual
1: rat? This is, it is a fancy what is, what is, rat. What is
2: Ramirez's uh, standard loadout? That's a good question.
1: Yeah, so Ramirez is a standard sized rat. He's got blue gray fur, like one of those sort of fancy pets. Um, he has an unusually intelligent appearance for a rat, and at the moment, he is not wearing his glasses.
2: Okay. But the he's maggot. moving very purposefully in, like, a, like, aha, I found you, and and, and moving. And, and he, he's visibly relieved to have spotted her, which is...
1: Which you wouldn't think you'd be able to pick up in a rat, but there it is.
3: Right. Well, in a pet, you'd think you'd pick that up, right? But, mm. like, he showed up, like, right away. Yeah. 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 Um. Charles's hand, Charles's hand is going to go from the little ecto thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to go. It's going to it's going to again kind of open up, transform into his his gun, and he's going to aim his his arm at Ramirez because these are soldiers, and here's a piece of vermin that's going to start eating the bodies before they're even allowed to get picked up. So he's actually going to plan to shoot the vermin rat. Okay.
1: Hey, nope, nope, I'm. What? So at this what? point, I'm I'm paying attention again because right. well, you know.
2: his arm turned into a gun, so that's important. And there's right? there's and that kind of doing that
3: kind of high pitch like pop 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 like it's charging up. Yes.
1: Hey, that's my rat. Okay. Don't shoot him.
3: Ch- Charles is like kind of kind of kind of freezes, and it, and his mouth is like even like kind of like half like he was gonna say something, and he's just kind of like, "What? Well, you're your rat? That's your that's well, your pet?
1: Admit, he's my associate."
3: It <laughs> kind of narrows his eyes a little
1: bit. Charles,
3: says, are, you sh- are you sure?
1: This is this is Ramirez. Ramirez meet Charles.
3: And he kind of mouths Ramirez. And he's like, okay.
1: Ramirez gives him a distrustful look.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Ramirez Ramirez scurries next to you, right? Because he's not going to shoot you.
1: I, I pick <laughs> him up and put you... him on my shoulder.
2: Ramirez says, "Human privilege."
1: Pause up. Don't shoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. And that's our first hour. Hello. Hi, Michael here. Thanks for listening to our 12th episode of Get in Loser. We're going adventuring. Thanks to Shanta for filling in as Daphne. Thanks, as always, to Brad Padre for our intro, outro, and interstitials. Thanks to freesound.org for some sounds and Tabletop Audio for background music. See you again, very soon.
3: Oh wait wait wait! Yeah? <laughs> Shit.
2: Stop! Um, we kind of just talk and do stuff, but we are for radio, so uh, keeping things moving is fine. Tangents are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a problem because they're funny and that's part of enjoying a good role-playing campaign. Uh, but like keeping things moving is, is the key.
3: Speaking of which, I was at the gas station the other day. Yes. No, I, I, I got nothing. I was just uh, setting up tangents.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Were you speaking to a taxi driver and therefore you're not qualified to write op-eds for the New York Times? No, I was just... Uh...
1: No, he was trying to buy his friend a sandwich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, actually, I, I was trying to... to uh, Seg off on a tangent relating to uh, non-Euclidean space, but uh, to...
1: at the gas station,
2: yeah, you can't force that non-Euclidean space. Stuff. It really, just doesn't. You have to wait doesn't... for it to, to naturally occur. That's true. Otherwise, you lose Salt Lake City.
1: I, I, I worked non-Euclidean into the uh, dis- my, my brother's discussion of three-dimensional connect four the other day, so I was feeling <laughs> nice. pretty good about that.
2: There you go. Excellent. Yes. Well, Salt because like non-Euclidean. Like re- realistically, could just mean like the paper is curved. So I mean, like. <laughs>
1: Right, this could just be Connect Four on a sphere. Yeah.
2: It it sounds so much worse than it actually is.
1: Somehow you managed to get non-Euclidean to sound vaguely sinister. That uh, when it when does, yeah,
3: it sounds really bad. It's, it's it sounds wrong. Like this should not exist. Exactly, It should not be. Yes. You misunderstand. <laughs> I'm
2: speaking from personal experience. I've been stuck in the 90s for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, like that's why that's why you like Blink One Eight Two Wesley Crusher. That's why I like Blink One Eight Two Wesley Crusher. <laughs> I am going to buy those comics. I think so. Somebody did a, did a terrible Star Trek uh, Mirror Mirror set for Next Generation, and oh, apparently, no. like everybody's got super nineties outfits and everything because it's a reference to the original Next Generation.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, while you guys are talking, I'm going to try to find that, uh, that
2: image. It's a great image. It's it's over in the shiggies.